Hi everyone, I'm Bia and welcome back to Cardiac Radio for Teens. For those of you who might not know, Cardiac Radio for Teens is a place where teens can come together with other teens to learn about spiritist teachings and topics in a way that makes more sense to us and is more relatable to us as teenagers in today's society. So I know the last few weeks have been really hard, right? A lot of us have been, most of us, the majority of us have been staying home um, all day long, every day, and we never thought we would say this, but we miss going to school, right? We miss um, being in class, being with others, right? Now we're just stuck at home with our um, immediate family, and hopefully everyone is staying home because that's just going to help everyone get safe soon, right? Social distancing, so I know it's hard to not um, be with our friends or be with our um, relatives, that much but we have to try and stay home and social distance ourselves so that we can we as a country as a world can get through this much quicker so really even though um you might not think social distancing is important it really is because if every person does that this situation will be a lot better um and we'll we'll be able to overcome it quick quickly so hopefully everyone is staying home and i know with that extra time staying home, right? We have a lot of time on our hands, but I encourage you, like we talked about last time, to do um, do things to improve yourselves, right? To educate yourselves, whether it's learning a new skill like sewing or knitting or working on your art skills or like we're doing here for Cardiac Radio for Teens, um, reading through um, some spiritist teachings and learning. And now we have more time to reflect, right? Because we don't want to just read these and talk about it one time and then never reflect on it. We want to reflect and be able to really put those messages into our lives. And this is a great time to do it, right? Get a little message and really see how it can apply to your life and change life and change your life. And um, there's so many things, right? So many um, educational and um, great things we can do to improve ourselves and um, gain new skills, learn new things, as well as, right, doing our homework on top of all that. But if we come up with a bunch of little tasks to learn or to do, it might make this time pass a lot faster and make it go by, um, make it go by quick so that we can get back to being at school, being with our friends and our family and everyone being safe and healthy. So to do a little bit of that, um, that learning today, right? We're going to continue where we were reading in the Gospel According to Spiritism. And so we're in the introduction of the book, and the introduction is very big. And most of the times people want to skip the introduction because, oh, what? why does it matter? Let's just get to the main stuff. But this introduction, it's so long because it's so important. It gives us all the background information that we need to better understand the teachings that are coming in the main part of the book. So it is really important, even though we've been on the introduction forever, um, it is something really important for us to do. So last week, we started talking about how Socrates and Plato played a big role in, um, in Christian teachings and in Spiritist teachings. Because like we talked about, like we discussed, when Jesus came, and he um, shared all these messages with the people of that time. He, it wasn't something they've never heard of, right? Because if he came with something they've never heard of before, they wouldn't be um, that accepting of it because they would be like, oh, I've never heard of that idea before. Where did this man just pull that 
where, where did he pull that from? Why is he saying that? That doesn't make sense. So there have been along the way before Jesus, there have been people who were planting these seeds and starting to introduce these ideas so that when Jesus came, he could further explain them and maybe um, clear up some confusion that was happening. But the seeds were being planted. And we see here um, in the Gospel According to Spiritism that we started talking about last week that Socrates and Plato, two figures that um, we know so well from history classes and all of that, were actually um, two of these really important people that planted these seeds for Jesus and then for Spiritism. So, right, so way back, right, we think of Jesus' time being so long ago, but then way before that, there was Socrates' time, and he was already planting these these seeds, these ideas, so that people would start thinking about those ideas and start, you know, um, working them out in their heads, seeing if they um, agreed with them, and slowly those ideas were being introduced so that when Jesus came, people accepted it more and they already had a little bit of a background on those teachings. And then when spiritism comes, spiritism does that same thing, right? And further explains those messages that were planted, the seeds were planted by Socrates and Plato and Jesus, right? So getting those teachings of Jesus and saying, okay, people are still confused on this. How can we explain this further so people start really applying it to their lives? And that's where we have with Spiritism, right? And that's what we'll see in this book. The Gospel According to Spiritism gets these messages from Jesus and and explains them better. Because just like how at Jesus' time, there was confusion on what Socrates was saying, in our time now, there's confusion on what Jesus was saying. And people misinterpret Jesus' teachings and um, and all of that. So... So Spiritism comes to clarify those teachings even further. And who knows, maybe after that, right, we know that the spirits um, haven't told us everything because we are at a state that we're not as, as evolved as where we're trying to get to, right? We're trying to get to that state of perfection, like to that state of Jesus, right? That state of perfection. And we're trying to get there. But us on Earth, we're not at that state of perfection yet. So we still have a lot to learn and a lot to to grow and improve. And so as we go learning more of the basic stuff, then we'll become more advanced and then the spirits will be able to come and clear up even more stuff stuff for us and introduce more ideas that might have been might be too complex for us to understand right now, but later on in the future we'll be able to understand that. And then the spirits will release like new information, just like how in Jesus's time they he spoken in, in little stories. Because that is what related to the people of the time. That was what was easy to understand for them. And now Spiritism came and gave us a little bit more of a detailed explanation that isn't in these stories because we've improved and we've evolved and we can understand a little more complexity, but not total complexity. So there's still a lot that we, um, that they still have to share with us and that we can still grow. So it's important that we study this so that we can advance, so that we can be ready for for that new information. So the some so what we were reading last week, what we started reading last week, is a section of the introduction called A Summary of the Teachings of Socrates and Plato. And so basically there's one paragraph that's italicized, and that is the teachings that Socrates and Plato were teaching. 
in their time. And then after that, there's another paragraph that kind of explains how this teaching relates to spiritism or to the Christian doctrine. And so we went through a couple of them last week. And this week, we're going to start off with the third, the third um, teaching that they bring here. So there's a number three. Um, and I'm not going to read all of this. So I do encourage you guys to, if you have the book at home, or I'm sure there's versions online, to read um to read through it more um in detail to get a better understanding but i'm just going to sum up what they what they were saying and what the teachings were um just so we don't have to read it word by word together but please um i do encourage you especially with this extra time to read it um on your own to get that full understanding so this um teaching that we're starting with number three this teaching from socrates so it starts off i'm going to read the first sentence while we have our physical bodies and our soul is immersed in this corruption, we can never possess the object of our desires, which is truth. So, so Socrates is saying, right? So while we have this physical body and we're not just the soul, we're not just the spirit by itself, we have a physical body, we, are, we don't have the truth. We don't have the full truth. And it continues saying that with this physical body, a lot of other challenges, right? We don't have the truth, but we have other material desires and um, doubts and foolish things that we want, right? Materialistic things. And because of all of this, Socrates is saying, right? We find it hard to be to be wise, almost impossible to be wise when instead of our instead of knowing the truth and being more intelligent, our physical body is so concentrated on physical um, desires and material things. And then Socrates says, we shall know, know it, meaning truth, we shall know the truth only after death. And then this last sentence I really like, it says, this is the reason why true philosophers prepare themselves for dying, as death represents nothing to them and in no way is to be feared. So that last sentence, right, saying that true philosophers, they want the truth, right? They want to find this truth. They want to find these answers. So true philosophers, they're not scared of death because they want death, because they know that after death, that's when, um, that's when they're going to have this truth, right? When they're in that, um, that spirit form or that soul, whatever words they're using, but after death is when they're going to be able to know the truth. So true philosophers, they don't fear death. They're almost excited for death so that they can finally get to that truth, finally get to those answers that they've been looking for. Um, and how this relates, so, um, so now we can go into how this relates to spiritism. So, so these are very similar things that um, are said in spiritism, right? So that the soul is being obscured by the corporeal organs so we know that when we're incarnated we don't know this full truth that we know because some we don't know this full truth for our benefit right we may seem like oh i want to know all the answers like why can't i remember my past life if i had a past life but maybe we did something really bad in our past life that if we remembered that it would be really hard to improve ourselves because that would just be constantly on our mind or we would still have that hate towards a certain person if we knew something that they did to us. So it's important that we forget this in this corporeal um, existence right now so that 
that helps us to improve ourselves because if we knew the full truth and we knew everything right now it would hurt us more than help us so even though people do want this right we know that when we're incarnated um and we're in this material body some of that truth is held back and it's held back right for our benefit for um to help us improve and to help us learn and um when they're explaining also this is important when they're explaining when Socrates and Plato was talking about oh, okay you're looking forward to death because after death you'll find the truth finding getting that truth also takes um advancement right it also takes evolution so we need to be evolved we need to get up to that state of moral and um intellectual progress to be able to get to that truth so it's not just going to be any spirit right after death we're going to know all the answers because our soul right our our spirit is not advanced enough to have all that information so so one little difference right socrates and plato was just talking about all the spirits right after truth after death that's when you'll find the truth but we know that it's going to be those more advanced spirits those spirits that have already reached um who are who are getting who are already purified those ones are going to be the ones that after death they'll go back to knowing all the whole truth and they'll learn um more of that truth right more things but for those of us right us on earth who are less evolved it's still going to take some time right we might be um as we go evolving we'll be after death and when we're back in the spirit world we'll get more pieces of information right more truth but not like this full complete truth unless we've gotten to that state of um of advancement of progress so now the fourth um teaching of socrates and plato that they bring says i'm going to read the first um sentence of it, it says the soul in its impure state finds itself oppressed and is once again attracted to the invisible to the visible world by the fear of that which is invisible and immaterial so so socrates right in his time was saying that some some spirits some souls even after we get rid of this this um this material body and we um pass on and we should like you think oh we're going to go to the spirit world some spirits are still very connected to material things because they're afraid of they're afraid of what's invisible. They're afraid of what's not material. So they cling onto the earth and like they stay around the same things, the same like houses, the same places that they went in their physical um corporeal life because they're scared of going to the spirit world. They're scared of what's invisible. Um and then it says how in fact, they are not good but bad souls, dragging with them the penalties of their first life who find themselves forced to wander in such places. So among this, right, it's not that's not a good thing, right, to be attached to this um to this material world still and not going to that immaterial invisible world. This is what Socrates is saying. And so also, right, thinking about the penalties, everything that they've done wrong in that life and that they're kind of dwelling on that until it's their time to reincarnate and try again. But as we see these that like they're saying bad souls or we can see them as um not even bad but imperfect, right? And still have a lot to learn. So when they incarnate, 
Um, it says, they beyond doubt will return to the same habits that were the object of their preferences during their first life. So because, right, they, they didn't really learn, right? They might have seen, oh my god, I did all these bad things, but maybe they didn't really see how they can change that. So they might be attached to these material things, unable to get out of this, unable to um, elevate themselves to just think about this invisible world instead, um, instead of like trying to stay attached to the material worlds. But um, when they return, right, they'll undoubtedly make the same mistakes and go through the same thing. And we'll keep doing this, right? We'll keep going through those same mistakes until we finally learn from them, until we finally improve. So we can say, okay, I made this mistake. But if we keep making that mistake, we didn't improve ourselves. So, right? So Socrates, right, way back in that time knew, like, if we're not trying to improve ourselves, we're going to come back, make those same mistakes. And then we're going to sulk on them. And then we're going to be sad. We're going to, it's all going to hit us, right? All these mistakes that we made. But then when we reincarnate, we might not change anything. So what we want to do is try and change and learn and grow so that when we come back, we can make, um, we, we can try and fix those mistakes that we've made and not make them again. And so the next paragraph about how this applies, right, to spiritism, we kind of, we can kind of see the link already, but one, it's talking about the principle of reincarnation, right? Where we are constantly going to be reincarnating, right? So we, so this, this like bad soul that they're talking about, um, died from the physical world, but they're still, um, they're still really attached to material things, waiting until eventually they reincarnate. And then, um, then they reincarnate, they might go through the same mistakes, hopefully not, right? But it's very likely they will go through the same mistakes, just like all of us. And then, right, be back in this, reincarnated again. So this concept of reincarnation is shown, right, all the way back in this time of Socrates. He was saying these things. And um, furthermore, it says, we see the consequences of the impureness of the soul. So because of that soul, right, in this, in Socrates' um, words, he said bad souls. But that doesn't mean people are necessarily bad but just impure, right? Not at that state of perfection. All of us, right? We still have a lot to learn. And even if we're trying our best, there's still mistakes we make. There's still um, impurities that we have. So this concept of the impureness of the soul, of how we're going to make mistakes and, right, some some people might be attached to material things because still attached to material things, even um, past this corporeal body, because they're scared of that invisible world. Um, and then it says, this is exactly what spiritism teaches, only adding that the soul, having made good resolutions while in the spirit world and possessing some acquired knowledge, brings less defects, more virtues and intuitive ideas on being reborn. So the only thing spiritism adds to that a little bit is saying, we're going to go into the next life, yes, and we might make the same mistakes, yes, but hopefully in the spirit world, we got some extra knowledge, we got some extra, um, some extra virtue, something to help us, and then when we reincarnate, we'll have a little bit more knowledge and hopefully be able to overcome that. So it's not just going to be this endless cycle of us making the same mistakes, but, right, we have that opportunity to learn and grow, come back and fix that mistake, and then work on our other mistakes. So again, that's 
what spiritism is adding to it. But we see, right, Socrates planted that seed so that now when spiritism comes along, we can get that seed that Socrates planted and we can just add on to it and improve, um, improve that teaching that Socrates gave us with more information. So the next lesson that they bring, number five, is short. And it says how after death, we will be taken to a place where all must go to be judged. And after staying in that place for however long, then we'll reincarnate and be able to like try again. And again, we see how that's relating to spiritism is these successive reincarnations, right? So we're, um, after death, we're going to have to go somewhere, right? Where we wait, where we learn, we, um, we work on some things and then we'll be able to reincarnate again. And then after we, we, um, die from that corporeal body, then we'll be back here, learn some more, hopefully go back, fix those mistakes. So again, very, um, even though there might be different words and different, um, it might seem like different ideas, Socrates all the way back then was planting those seeds for, for spiritism. So then number six of Socrates and Plato's teachings, I'm going to read this one just so we can see a little difference in language. So Socrates says, devils occupy the space that separates heaven from earth. This constitutes the link that unites the universe with itself. The divinity never enters into direct contact with man, which is done through the meditation of the devils with whom the God, gods have the dealings and whom occupy themselves with them, with him during awaking and sleeping. So here we think, okay, how does this relate to spiritism because it says devils and gods like multiple gods so we see okay how is this related but when we break it down um and when we get some background information it makes sense and we'll see how it connects so what how what they bring in the next paragraph is that the word daemon um that we take the word evil from wasn't used as a bad thing so people in that time used the word daemon or demon and devil as just to mean a spirit so right we understand when we think of a demon or a devil we think of something bad a bad spirit but no this was just the word that they used to mean all spirits right so all spirits is what that meant and when they used the word gods they meant the superior beings so those those spirits who are already at that perfection those are superior beings, right? But not, so they call them gods, but we know then they were just like the more evolved, the perfect spirits. And we know, right? Spiritism knows that we, God is communicating to humans through those superior beings, right? Through those superior beings, those, those gods, like they're saying. So God is communicating to the perfect spirits, such as Jesus, right? God is communicating to Jesus that Jesus comes to bring them to the teachings to us and um and we do we also know that the spirits can communicate with us both in the while, while we're awake and while we're sleeping so if we get that that um that definition that socrates brought us right we may be taken aback and we say okay devils no we don't we don't think in devils or um demons or anything like that or multiple gods and we might be thrown off by that 
But if you simply replace the word spirit with that word devil that they used, now we have a spiritist idea. So right, so Socrates planted that idea and the and the seed. And the people at the time used the word devil. So that was the word that he used. And again, that, that just meant spirit. And now, right, as the word devil has changed its meaning, spiritism had to come to bring to bring a new word, right? The spirit, to bring a new word so that it wasn't that word devil that has a negative connotation now. And what's really interesting also is if we switch that word devil from angel to angel, then we get the Christian doctrine, right? So we know in the Christian doctrine, they talk about these spirits as angels. So if we switch devils to angels, now we have a Christian idea, a Christian, the Christian doctrine. And if we change that word angels or devils, if we change it to spirits, then that word, then, then now it's the spiritist doctrine. So it's really interesting to see how, right, First, a word might throw us off and might think, oh no, that's not us at all. But the basic beliefs are um, are there, right? Are united, are tied together. And this happens with all types of beliefs today, right? So that's why we can't um, judge people for having different beliefs, different religions, because when we look at the basic principles, right, we might have a lot in common with them. Even if we have different um religions by name there might be a lot of similarities in the things that that we believe in and that we value to the things that people of other religions um believe in and value as well right just like how we see here we wouldn't have thought that that the word devils right could relate anything to what we were talking about in spiritism but we can see how it really does have that connection and also that connection to the christian doctrine that would have used the word angels instead so that's I think that's really cool to show how it is connected and just because there's different names doesn't mean that people are thinking these completely different ideas right we might have a lot more in common than we think so that's where we'll leave off today and next week we'll talk more about these teachings of Socrates and Plato and see how they relate to spiritism and it kind of gives us a little sneak peek at some of the um at some of the topics in spiritism that we'll be talking later on in the book um, so I do, I encourage everyone, I challenge you to um, learn something new this week, whether it's um, reading a book or lear learning a new skill or rereading a book or doing your homework, trying to do something to improve yourself during this time, right? It's a lot of downtime, a lot of time stuck in the house, but use it to improve yourself and to make yourself better because this is a great opportunity for that, right? We don't have a lot of other distractions going on. If at all you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to talk about at all, feel free to email me at cardiacreadyforteens at gmail.com and I'll get back to you right away. I'm Bia and this has been Cardiac Reader for Teens. Thank you all for watching.